Leafs Nation postgame here. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick along with you for the podcast edition. Gord, that game got a touch more interesting at the end than I think the Leafs would have liked, but another solid effort in San Jose. Yeah, road sweet road, hasn't it been? Like, man, what a, you know, before, just when COVID hit, people can't really remember things so well, but the Leafs had a home game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. They played really well, but they had a terrible trip to the West Coast. That's the last time they've been there. And uh, this particular road trip, there's still one more game to go in Anaheim. But, man, I know it got a little bit interesting at the end, like you said, but it's one of those that the eerily seem in control. And probably the biggest part is, Brent, when you're only giving up one goal per game, um, you know, that that puts you in control. And uh, the big guns, the mid guns, the little guns, uh, everybody's chipping in. Well, our, our our good buddy Joe Bowen likes to call him Wee Willie Nylander. So I, you know, I don't. I, he's hardly a little gun on this team. He's definitely one of the big boys. But I mean, you know, we we could sit here and highlight tons of different players. But it just felt like from from the jump with him specifically, he was just taking this game to the Sharks. I mean, yeah, it's easy to say that when you score a, a minute in, and it is a four-one uh, Leafs win uh, on the road in San Jose. But it, it just feels like with with the way Nylander started, it just felt like the game kind of snowballed in that direction and yeah plenty of good efforts from from different people but I mean when you get the game started the way it did like that from one of your big guns and it it just felt like everybody kind of picked up the slack afterwards yeah you meant like in the first minute 32 seconds in the game Willie Nylander scores and uh you know right now he Matthews Marner Tavares they're they're all they're all around 20 points they're all close together I mean they've all seemingly got their act together but I know I know San Jose tied the game up not for long because then Wayne Simmons, who has been playing great of late, getting assists, you know, setting up scoring chances, doing a lot of things. He gets what's proved to be the game winning goal. But, yeah, that kind of spark when you're on the road about a Leaf team that's kicking ass right now and the California based teams that have been playing really well. But they're all kind of they're all kind of get a little cooler at the same time. And we should give a. You know, thoughts, not that we know him really well or anything, but Doug Wilson was just inducted in the Hockey Hall of Fame. And uh, the San Jose Sharks announced he would be taking, hopefully, a short-term medical leave. He's been their GM for 17 seasons. And, uh, yeah, so hopefully he'll get that taken care of. But his hockey team is an interesting interesting animal right now. They think they've got one more crack at it anyway at the playoffs. They don't have to rebuild. But they're going a little bit in the wrong direction of late. And the Maple Leafs uh, helped them go in that direction tonight. Yeah, I mean, obviously a lot of important names for that Sharks franchise. A couple we know well in this market in Marlowe and and Thornton, of course. But, I mean, Doug Wilson's kind of the backbone of that franchise. He's the kind of through line you think of for it. So, yes, definitely uh, thoughts going out to him and hope, like you said, it is a a short absence. And, yeah, the Sharks team is in kind of a, you know, it's it's actually not all that dissimilar. They didn't have the dip like the Kings did. But what we just saw with that L.A. team, you still have the names you know there, the hurdle. Couture, you know, Carlson, Burns, but you're trying to see if that that young group can kind of catch up to it, and and they're doing a pretty similar thing on, on the fly there. You know, this the Sharks team, obviously, they took care of business against the Leafs in Toronto. This is kind of the second time they've they've got a chance to have revenge on this road trip, and and that's always a good thing. And you know, I think the other the other encouraging thing for me is the the things I've been watching for from this team this season, the kind of checkpoints, if you will, are how do they respond to certain things? You know, okay, Andre. 
Kasha is not in the lineup tonight. That shouldn't really, in the grand scheme of things, for one game, he's a third-line winger, it shouldn't really matter. But in the past, this team has kind of stubbed its toe. They didn't have David Camp for all of the last game. They barely missed a beat. You know, I look at tonight, Nick Bonino ties it up. And like you mentioned, within a minute, Wayne Simmons has them back on top. And it just, it feels like other times where iterations of this team have not even been punched in the mouth, but just the slightest of stubbing their toe can kind of throw them off course, even when they're rolling well. And I like that that's kind of happened to this group now two or three times on this trip, and they haven't missed a beat. Yeah, and the making, you know, I go back to Jake Muzzin being out of the Columbus playoff series, mm-hmm. and, and that became an excuse. And come on, injuries are part of the game, and I, I hate when teams use that as an excuse. And, yeah, we're wondering if David Camp was okay because he just played 10 seconds the other night. And to your point, Andre Kasha not in tonight. And, and uh, you know, that's that's what goes with the territory. And that's where other players have to, you know, jump to the forefront. I also like a reminder. It was um, It's a Friday night in San Jose. It was a rare Friday night at home that the Leafs lost to the San Jose Sharks just that they had – it wasn't an ugly loss, as ugly as, say, the Los Angeles Kings loss when they were coming through. So, you know, good on the Leafs. They only play these teams twice, once at home, once away. So not that you're looking for, you know, fully for redemption. But, yeah, you know, you they, they handed you their breakfast in your building. So you went into their building and you won those you won two games handily. Yeah, they they did, and you know, I'm. It's funny too. I'm always the first guy to point out when this works the other way, so I have to continue to to give the Leafs credit. You know, I we all could picture a world where you know you and I, hardworking broadcasters, up watching this game, recording this podcast. This wouldn't be us. We all could picture a world where a good chunk of Leafs Nation wakes up on Saturday morning and goes. Yeah, James Reimer shut out. Yeah, I saw that coming. But that's not what happened today. They chased him. They chased him out of the net. You know, obviously the other kind of former Leaf there, uh, not not quite as long a track record. Alex Barabanov, he's held off the score sheet. He's a minus one. But it just seems like, again, I've made this point a bunch this year, but so often things have gone the other way when you have when you have a goalie. And I know Reimer actually hasn't had a great track record uh, against the Leafs, but it's, uh, you know, for a, uh, for a former Leaf, not the way he wanted his game to go uh, against his team. And he's been amazing this year. So definitely a surprise to see him have the rough night he did. Yeah, most uh, Leaf fans talk about Freddie Anderson, how he how well he's played for Carolina. We know he played well against the Leafs when the Leafs played them. But, you know, James Reimer has kind of been a guy that's been bounced around a lot. He's having a great season. San Jose really needed goaltending. That's been their Achilles heel the last couple of years, getting good goaltending. And I'll, I'll tell you, Brent, one of my favorite memories is kind of a nondescript. It was an organic memory as far as the appreciation by the crowd i'm trying to think how many years ago i happened to be as at, at uh, then air canada center uh for a leaf florida panther game and leafs were killing the panthers roberto luongo got pulled in the second period james reimer came in goal and they announced you know now in goal for florida james reimer and he got a standing ovation i really i really love that because I was glad fans appreciated. He he didn't have the notoriety as say Justin Pogge, you know, uh, Jonathan Bernier, Andrew Raycroft, all these others. He just went out there, and when you needed goaltending, he gave you pretty. He didn't give you like 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 Vesna Trophy goaltending, but he gave you solid NHL goaltending. He was a real good soldier during his time with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I I, I thought that was great. I think it showed the fans' knowledge. I'm very biased. I just think the Leaf fans have have really good hockey knowledge, and. That was one of my favorite moments, uh, whether, I don't know, four or five years ago. 
Yeah, no, I uh, I remember that as well. I uh, wasn't in the building for it, but I, I definitely uh, re- remember that being the case with with Reimer coming back. And it, 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 you know, all players in this market they they get remembered one way or another. But he was definitely a guy for for like you said. You know, I think I think even his his biggest supporters kind of realized what he was. This wasn't like you said. This wasn't a Vesna guy, but it was just somebody who just. Uh, and again, I think it's part of the time he came to the team. It was that kind of reestablishing of of credibility you had him being part of that kind of tandem with with Bernier and it just you know it just seems like a a guy who really just kind of caught hold uh in this market I I wonder if you know hey long road to go uh you'd like to see more than I think three starts out of the guy before you get too excited about this but Joseph Wall you know I talked about this team showing the ability to bounce back and kind of not not get distracted when they stub their toe you know that's not a that's not a great goal on Nick Benino that, that Joe Wall lets in on I think it was like the fourth or fifth shot of the game but he bounces back he doesn't let in another one after that he makes a ton of amazing saves down the stretch and you know Peter Morazic's going to be the backup for this team I want to be clear about that like whenever he's healthy that's going to happen but all of a sudden, it feels like Joe Wall's knocking on the door to kind of be a part of this. I, or, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. No, lo and, lo and behold, developing a goaltender from within, which is great. When I say not a novel concept, what a novel concept. I'm not being, meaning to be sarcastic. Um, we mentioned each time his American Hockey League numbers were really not phenomenal, uh, the kind that you want. So someone comes up and then grabs a job in the NHL. It's funny, Matt Murray, who's just going to be put on waivers by the Ottawa Senators, he's one of those guys that just killed it with Wilkes-Barre in the American Hockey League before he came up to Pittsburgh a number of years ago. So uh, I'm really glad to see this working out. I would expect, you know, Peter Morazic in the not-too-distant future to be back, and Joe Wall will go down to the Toronto Marlies, but the Leafs have a better handle on what they have there, you know, in moving forward. And uh, I like that Sheldon Keith played him. You know, not just back-to-back games. You want to, you want to give uh, Jack Campbell some rest. That's the talk. You know, give him some rest like it used to be about Freddie. And also, you know, Joe, reward Joe Wall. You know, you, you get a shutout and let's get him back in. The thing, the thing I most liked about Keith going to Wall tonight, and again, I know one guy shouldn't make this much of a difference, but you could see a world where Keith says, ugh. I don't have that shutdown line I like. I'm on the road. You know what? I'm not throwing the kid in there. Like, you you could see a world where because you don't have that Camp Kasha connection, you almost talk yourself out of it. But again, I think this is all about giving the guys on this team, like, chances to prove they are maybe a little more or a little different than, than what we thought of them in the past. And again, you know, Wayne Simmons has had so many good looks this year, and he finds himself bumped up onto that third line. And and look at that. He, he finds himself on the score sheet. So, so yeah, that, I, I really like the call to to go to wall tonight they have to find ways to to keep Campbell fresh you know the whole point was having a tandem and half of the tandem got hurt and the fact that Joe Wall was able to step in and you know you know Michael Hutchinson got the first kind of crack at this this year but that's not going to be the case uh, going forward if if they need a third goalie it's definitely 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 uh going to be Joseph Wall uh you know if if we've we've talked about I, I mentioned one of the big guns tonight in in William Nylander but we should probably just talk about that power play that John Tavares eventually ended up scoring on. I lost track. Five, six, seven great looks. And you can sit there and say at a certain point you're frustrated that you're not scoring on them. But that's what we've wanted from this power play is not just setting up for the one perfect shot. Get your looks and turn them into more. And it just, you know, that that, that thing's humming right now. And it's it's amazing how quickly this unit snaps back into being exactly as good as we think it should be. 
Yeah, you know, you, you're trying to look and you go, what are they doing differently? Like, you know, when you're because when the power play wasn't going, it just wasn't going. So you, you really didn't even understand the concept of what they tried to set up for. It was it was that bad. It, it, it was that inept for a while. And now they've turned it around for a number of games and you watch it. And, you know, Brent, it's like that song, Pinball Wizard, right? They just kind of mm. move it, move it, move it, and, and dominate. And, and that's what they should be. That's what they should be doing. It doesn't guarantee you wins, but that's kind of the excellence they have among their forwards. And it's just nice to see this back on display. I, I re- Again, I think the coaches will agree, I remain completely baffled why it went in the tank so bad. And obviously, when things are going well, everything starts going well, you relax, what have you, and that's probably part of... I don't know which is first, the chicken or egg. The power play helped them win games, uh, or winning games helped make the power play better. One one day we'll get to the bottom of that chicken or egg discussion. One one day we'll we'll we will seemingly figure it out. Uh, the least figured out the power play, so I guess that's that's a little uh, more important tonight. You you kind of mentioned it off the top with all the guys kind of jammed up there. I think this is going to be because because. You know, when we're sitting here handicapping, okay, who's going to be the Leafs' goal-scoring leader? Um, well, I'll, I'll take Austin Matthews. He led the league in goals last year. Who's going to lead the team in points? Well, it's probably Mitch Marner. He, he's had the most on the team for, for quite a few seasons now. But now that you've got all of them kind of jammed up right there, I think I think it's between 21 and 18 for all four of the big four in terms of points. And look, like they, they know winning's the most important thing, but I think the fact that they have that kind of internal competition going, Matthews and Tavares have going for goals. Nylander's not that far behind him. It, it just feels like I, I, I think back to, uh, I heard uh, I heard Gretzky. He was on with uh, Kiprios and, and Bourne this week and he made the point that the thing that he liked about the Oilers team is they're just really comfortable. They're ribbing each other and I feel like the fact that all of these guys are going right now, they're all kind of right there in terms of where they're at in points. It just feels like it sets up to be a really good kind of vibe in the room right now. Yeah, Tavares, 20 points, Nylander, 19 points, Matthews, 18 points, Marner, 17 points. So your top four are your top four. You know, you heard it a lot with the Jays. I actually got tired of hearing it about, you know, hey, these guys love each other, they like each other. And you know what? They did. They did. You don't get me wrong, but I got tired of it. It's like, oh, isn't isn't my kid cute? Isn't my dog cute? Isn't, you know, what have you. Um, and I think that was part of the Jays' success. There's there, there's a great nucleus there. Let's get it to the next level. Let's get the Jays in the playoffs next year. And the same with the Leafs. I think, you know, that's always been the case. I, I, I know, you know, you look back, the, the the toxic component there when we go back to Salute Gate, which Dion Phaneuf even acknowledged, uh, re- regretting that particular incident, but it really reflected of how dysfunctional the team had become uh, inwardly to a degree, but certainly outwardly to a worse degree. And then, and this is one thing I've always, like, 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 even at the start of the year when we talked about the malaise about what the hell this team's all about, I, I really felt there was within, uh, you know, a great camaraderie. And then when they exhibited externally, and again, Nylander was one of those, I thought, Brent, when he talked about, hey, we can't feel sorry for ourselves Bingo, finally, someone saying, yeah, we got to get our act together. We got to start winning some games. And that was right before they came back against the Chicago Blackhawks. And all of a sudden, you know, Austin Matthews and everyone starting to take accountability. And uh, I, I love that. That was a real positive. 
Yeah, and maybe maybe it shouldn't matter, but it almost feels like it means the most coming from Nylander. Like, he just has that kind of laissez-faire, laid-back vibe about him. And the fact that he's saying, we can't sit here. There needs to be more urgency. We need to make it happen. Like, I think that carries a lot of weight, at least in the fan base, if not in the room. Uh, yeah, I do quickly want to mention the that kind of revamped third line they had tonight. Simmons, Camp, Richie. Look, Kasha is going to find his home back on that back on that line as soon as he's ready to go potentially as soon as Sunday uh, against the Ducks. But it seems to me like I really like what they found. And I've talked about this before with kind of flipping Richie and Engvall on that line when Cash is ha- or when Cash is healthy. It seems like you can kind of have a more a tilt it whatever way you want. You can have a more slightly more skilled, slightly more speedy group with Engvall, Kasha, and Camp, Or you can go as physical and big and rough and tough as you want as, as Simmons. And okay, Camp maybe isn't that guy, but, but Richie and Simmons on the wings. And I think you saw that in the first kind of I think it was the first couple of minutes of this game where you had the scrum Richie's throwing punches Simmons is doing the same and it's just it's a different feel for this team a little higher up in the lineup that we've seen it in the past well the ideal thing in getting into the playoffs where depth really really matters the most is uh, giving Sheldon Keefe all these different variables all these different options for his third and fourth line and I think you know really the third and fourth line for a few years their identity has been they have no identity and uh, here uh, even moving pieces around, you're seeing, okay, the different components and whatever they bring to the table have made for effective third and fourth lines, and let's hope that continues. Yes, let's let's hope it continues uh, again as soon as Sunday because that's when the Leafs play next. We'll have the game for you on the fan. We'll have the pre, we'll have the post, we'll have the intermissions. Joe Bowen and Jim Ralph will be on the call, of course, of course, of course. And, uh, Gord, before we, uh, before we hear from Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe, I'm just going to say the night went so well. Well, I guess I'm about to complain about it. I'm not even going to complain about them blowing that play dead. I think it was in the first period when they just said, ah, that's offside, and it was Engvall and Nylander going in on the two-on-one. I think they made a great point on the broadcast with, with Simpson and Cuthbert saying, uh, maybe just let that go. You can always call a goal back, but once you take away a two-on-one, uh, there, there's really very little you can do about that. You know, and, and not just because uh, I, I agree with you about, I think, from the Leaf angle, uh, and, and we're biased, uh, that yeah, they got hosed on that. Like I, I agree. Like if I, I I refed at not a super high level, but I really enjoyed it. And I just think the mindset would be right now that once you blow it down, if you've screwed up, you screwed up. If you're not sure and you let it go, you've got that mechanism now. And are you aware of it? You've got that mechanism that uh, that it can be appealed or there can be a challenge and you can make the call right through technology. So uh, I uh, agree on that one. Then they had the other one that. I'm really baffled how four pairs of eyes couldn't see that it should have been a delay of game, right? When oh, San Jose, Carlson, yeah, yeah, like I mean, like that that one. I'm kind of going, you know, like seriously, and it's it's one that's non-reviewable. And Craig Simpson Simpson was making the point. You know what? Why would that not be reviewable? It's an easy one. It's a, like it's not one that you look at for five minutes to see did the puck, you know, cross the goal line, what have you. I mean. It, it would take about 10 seconds to re- review those kind of plays. And uh, I try, you're a little harder on the officials, I find, but I try to be, uh, I, I try to be a little bit more on the supportive side, if that's the right word. And that was a tough one. You go, come on, really? Really? Like, it's not like you wired it either. Like, one of you, one of you didn't see. So these 4-1 games, we're not talking about, oh, damn, Oh my goodness! Look, look how look how that officiating call cost the game-winning goal, or the giveaway cost the game-winning goal, or or whatever it may be. It's uh, it's kind it's kind of a neat kind of calm to be able to sit and just kind of enjoy the third period. 
It, it is weird, I, I will say. And, and what, since we're here, and it's funny that I say it like, oh, this happy accident, because I was the one who brought up the topic. I really didn't like when they were showing the replay of Nick Ritchie's high stick, and I can see a uh, San Jose player holding TJ Brody's stick. And that's okay. But, hey, uh, Leafs are 4-1 winners, so we, we will take it. There won't be too much complaining about the officiating tonight. Uh, anytime you have uh, only a couple guys end up in minuses and a lot, a lot of pluses, you got your rookie goalie playing well. It is a, a, a good, good night. Uh, Gord, anything else from you before we hear from Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe? Yeah, no, this must be fun for Sheldon Keefe. I mean, Sheldon Keefe for a while was experiencing almost what Travis Green's now. By the way, Vancouver lost tonight, so what what he is. So I, uh, I I like the way he's handled things, and you like the way the team's going. I, you know, one thing about Nylander early on that you know, when he was talking about, you know, we can't feel sorry for himself. He's a guy that doesn't that doesn't speak in sound clips. Uh, Tavares, mm-hmm. Marner, Matthews all can speak in the appropriate sound clips and Willie Nylander can be a little bit, a little bit more genuine. And uh, he was very genuine and he felt he was got, not going to play until he got the money. He felt he deserved signing that contract, but I like his comments can be very genuine. Yeah, I, I like that as well. And then I'm happy you bring up Keith at the end and we'll, we'll hear from him in just a second here because it was really the perfect game for a coach. You win 4-1, you were never all that concerned, but it got just hairy enough at the end that you can till, still tighten the screws just a little bit. Like, we all know how coaches are. They want to pump tires, but really, they want to dial things back in. So I feel like it just ended up perfectly there. Uh, let's hear from Leafs head coach, Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon, you're uh, looking for a business-like approach. How would you describe the performance you got tonight? You know what? I, I thought tonight uh, the guys the guys worked hard today. Um, I thought we were really good in key moments. Obviously, we got a big-time play from both John and Will to start the game, get us up one. We got a huge goal in response to giving up one and get up, you know, uh, two-one. Uh, great sequence that leads to the Matthews goal, get us a three-one, and uh, just a clinical power play to get us to four-one. So there's really key moments there. We were really good, but. In general, I, I didn't think we were very good at that game at 5-on-5. Five five. Penalty killing was good. Goaltending was good. Uh, our game at 5-on-5 five five didn't look anything like it's looked here of late. Uh, and I don't uh, blame our, our our approach or our mindset or anything like that. It's just the game was a lot, a lot quicker, a lot more open today than we would like it to be and the way it has been in, in our recent games. You know, we led virtually for the entire game, and that creates some some interesting or challenging dynamics to manage. But uh, in terms of our work and our results and being good at very key moments, those are all really good things uh, for us. And to win four one in a game that I didn't think we were very good in is uh, really great sign. How critical is it the fact that Joe Wall comes up here? plays three games and wins them all and suddenly you get that support. It's huge. You know, you you need to have need to have that. I mean Jack Campbell can't play every day. It's a long season and we need to be able to give him opportunities to rest, you know, uh, today, giving him the night off, allowed us to give him the full day off yesterday from the ice. And uh, we think you know, between yesterday and today, it's a great opportunity for him. You know, and that pays will, will pay dividends, we believe, you know, over time. <clears throat> uh, so it's huge for the team. It's huge for the confidence of Joe Wall. 
you know, and him as a developing prospect for us. And I think it's huge for our team as well that we can just overcome whatever situation we're in, you know, as long as we uh, play well as a team that you can you can support a young goalie and give him help and and all of that. Um, I think Joe's played very well here. You know, that sequence in the third period was you know, outstanding and his best sequence, you know, that he's had here. You know, I think, but at the same time, I think our, our team's done a good job of helping, helping him out. And I think that's what good teams do. You know, the, when you're, you're dealt tough circumstances where you lose a goaltender and, you know, you have to give your starting guy some time off, you got to play well, give, give that young guy support. And we've done that really well. And, and, uh, Joe's dealt with it well as well, so you know, lots of lots of good things there for sure. The power play goal—it's um, the first line, the first unit on there the whole time. They're, they're getting it back, they're getting shots. Is that the example? What you're hoping to see from the power play in, day in day out? Get that chance? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, we we talked this morning. You know, we we talked in here about the pressure that San Jose is going to come with. I I thought. Spencer Carberry did an unbelievable job in preparing our team for that pressure today. And then it's up to the players to execute, and they executed at an extremely high level. And when you, when you have a good plan executed at that level, that's the result that you get. You know? uh, so that was, that was really great to see our players respond that way at an important time. You know, you get, your penalty killing has done their job. You get a power play. It's our only one of the game to that point. You know, it's a 3-1 game. You get a chance to stretch it to four. Huge moment for our team. If they've executed that level at that time, that's, that's, that's great stuff. That's what we need from those guys, and that's exactly what they delivered today. So it's moments like that that deliver us the win today despite not having our best. So, how do you feel about your defense? Um, San Jose scored six goals against Ottawa last game, so we shut them down in one. Did the defense play well? Yeah, I, I think – uh, you know, I think when I talk about the fact that we didn't play well as a team, I, I just thought that, you know, we, we've, in a lot of our season, we've spent a ton of time in the offensive zone. We've had the puck a lot. We've been in, really in control of play. Um, and the game didn't, it, 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 it didn't happen tonight. You know, I, I thought the game was really back and forth. I thought we got stalled a lot. Give San Jose credit. You know, they didn't allow us to really establish and sustain offense. Uh, but on the other side of it, I don't think we gave up. Uh, aside from you know some some sequences there, you know, we didn't give up really high end grade A chances. You know our guys did defend well. Like I said, I, I had no issues with the effort of our team and how we competed today. Uh, just the way that the game went, we we come to expect our team to have the ability to control games more so than just the scoreboard in terms of what's happening shift to shift. And I don't think. Tonight was not one of those games for us. You know, there's not going to be a lot of stuff we can pull out of this game that are positive or in terms of looking like we want to look like. But uh, I thought that the guys competed well enough and defended hard enough to to support our goalie. And then when we had our breakdowns, he was there for us. So, you know, that combined with the strong penalty killing and being really good in key moments, that's the difference in, in us getting our good result tonight. All right, there is the bench boss following a 4-1 win. Gord, tons of fun doing the pod with you tonight. We'll be back Sunday. Full game. Leafs on the road in Anaheim. Uh, it is an 8 o'clock puck drop. Joe Bowen and Jim Ralph will have the call. Gord now have you covered for pre and post on the Leafs Radio Network. Thank you so much for listening to Leafs Station Post Game. Now-